Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the program. Brian Koberger was arrested on December 30th of 2022 at his parents' home in Pennsylvania. And since that arrest, we have seen a lot of court documents be unsealed and uploaded for the public to consume. One thing we have not seen yet, however, is the search warrant for Brian Kohlberger's parents' home. And we have not seen any of the information about what was recovered from that home either. Well, now we're getting to a point where the government is going to have to release that documentation because there's a 60-day rule for things to remain sealed. So unless somebody from the court steps in or somebody from the prosecutor's office steps in, that would mean that these documents are getting ready to be unsealed. So it's going to be interesting to find out what's inside of them if they are unsealed. So today, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And to do that, we're going to go back to an article from January. And this article was published by News 69. It's a local station in the Poconos region. In Pennsylvania. The author of this article is Priscilla Ligori. Recently unsealed search warrants for Brian Koberger's apartment and office in Washington state prompt the question could the warrant for his family's home in Pennsylvania go public too? And you would think it has to go public, right? There are certain parameters that the state has to meet as far as transparency goes when they're prosecuting a case. So unless something is filed under seal, then that documentation should be open for public consumption. A Washington judge unsealed the pair of search warrants for Brian Koberger's apartment and office. That's because a prosecutor filed a motion. It argues a lot of the information in those documents was already released via the affidavit that went public when the Idaho killing suspect was extradited from the Poconos. A gag order remains in place, preventing anyone involved from discussing the case, though we may learn more before the June preliminary hearing. Koberger's Pennsylvania public defender, Jason Labar, told 69 News sealed search warrants unseal after 60 days from when they were signed, unless a motion is filed earlier. So unless they filed a motion, meaning the state, Pennsylvania, or whoever else is involved here, then these are getting ready to be unsealed. That means the search warrants for Koberger's parents' Chestnut Hill Township home may be unsealed at the end of February or early March. So obviously I'm keeping my eye on this. 
and I'm scouring the news inside of Pennsylvania, keeping an eye on the docket and everything to see if there's a motion filed here, because if not, then I would think that this is going to become public consumption. And if so, it should be uploaded to the docket. 69 News is awaiting to hear back from the Monroe County District Attorney's Office to find out if any motions are in the works. Items like hairs, fibers, blood evidence, blood transfers, etc. Brad Maskell, a retired Idaho major crimes detective sergeant, describes what law enforcement is seeking when conducting these warrants in relation to homicide suspects. Now, I don't know how much of that would be found, if any of it, at Brian Kohlberger's parents' home, considering, you know, it had been so many days. I guess with the technology they have now, who knows what they'll find in the car, but I highly doubt he kept any of the articles of clothing that he was wearing when he committed these crimes. I believe that he got rid of all of that stuff in a burn pit when he took that long route home after the alleged murders. What other reason would there be for him to take that route, right? He's not sightseeing, so there has to be motivation for somebody to do that. And in my opinion, it was to get rid of all of the clothes and the murder weapon. Now, as far as what they found at Koberger's parents' house, probably the stuff he had on him, his cell phone, you know, whatever other trinkets or mementos he brought with him, the stuff that you would think is super important to him, if he had no plans on going back to that Pullman apartment anyway, you would think that stuff was brought with him. So I'm really curious to see what they collected as far as evidence during this raid. Among the items taken in Washington were strands of hair, potential animal hair, significant because a victim's dog was present during the attacks, a black synthetic type glove, a vacuum dust container, a computer, a fired TV stick, and Walmart and Marshall's receipts. Authorities also seized two cuttings from an uncased pillow with a reddish-brown stain and a stained mattress cover. If they went into the apartment and they found red stains, and those turn out to be blood, from the victims themselves, that's direct evidence that directly connects him to the crime scene in Idaho. And in my world, that is a complete high-five moment, said Maskell. When you find something like that, that energizes things. Law enforcement was also looking for shoes with diamond pattern soles and a knife, neither of which were listed as items taken. And could he have been rocking those shoes? Or did he get rid of them? Now remember, we have to keep in mind that the kind of shoes we're talking about here are very common, and not just among college kids. But we have seen direct evidence on video of one of the roommates wearing some Vans themselves. So the pattern, the Vans pattern, that's going to be a little bit tricky and hard to prove in a court of law, in my opinion. But if they can find the shoe that made that pattern, and it's in the possession of Brian Koberger, well, that might go a little bit further in helping the jury make a decision. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No and obviously, all of the connecting ties that the prosecution can put together, that's what they want to do. 
They want to make the case as airtight as possible against Brian Koberger, and they want to make sure that the jury knows that they're looking at the right guy because the defense is going to do everything in their power to try and punch holes in all of that. And they're going to try and go after the towers. They're going to go after everything that's circumstantial. And they're going to try and do it piece by piece. The problem that the defense is going to have, in my opinion, is that they're not going to be able to attack the totality of the overall evidence. And when you can't attack the totality of the evidence, even if you make a good point, or your lawyer makes a good point during a cross-examination or during an exchange, well, in the overall picture, you might have won a little battle, but the war is already lost. And when you see all of this evidence and how it ties together, and especially if we have confirmation about the pictures and all the other stuff we've talked about previously, then there's no doubt in my mind that the jury's going to come back with a guilty verdict. Now, of course, there's always headroom. We always have to leave that because the American justice system's wacky as hell. And things do go south. The prosecution does make mistakes. And they have accused the wrong guy before. But I don't think that this is one of those situations. I think that the evidence is relatively clear here. And with what they have, that would lead me to believe that there's a bunch more behind the scenes. Now, of course, that's an assumption on my part. I don't have access to what's going on behind the scenes. But what I do think is that if we see what they put in that probable cause and we see how much they put in there, well, it's obvious that they're not going to put everything they have into the probable cause affidavit. They only have to put in enough to get a judge to sign that dotted line. And I think in this case, they wanted to give the public a little bit more than usual because of the notoriety and how much attention was being put on this investigation. So in the probable cause affidavit, they wanted to show that they have collected a lot of evidence. And by unfurling a massive probable cause affidavit like they did, well, it helps to give a little bit of clarity to what they've been doing behind the scenes. And it also goes to show that the investigators have been hard at work even while they have been under heavy criticism. So that's their goal with that longer probable cause affidavit. At least that's the way I'm reading it. Because if you go and look at probable cause affidavits, the vast majority of them are not that broad or that expansive. Now, some are. There's no doubt that some are. But when you're looking at a case with this notoriety and with all of the attention that was poured on the investigators, I think they wanted to show a little bit that they were hard at work behind the scenes. So if they were doing that during the investigation and they were compiling all of this evidence and they were on the Brian Koberger that quickly, well, what else have they compiled in that time frame? And I think it's more likely than not that during that time period, they've collected a whole bunch of evidence that's going to be critical to getting a conviction when all is said and done. So I think it's pretty safe to say that the investigators are going to unleash a whole bunch more on Koberger, and I think it's safe to say that they found way more DNA evidence than we're being told. So it'll be interesting to see what's in the sealed warrant and compare what they found at Brian Koberger's parents' house to what they took with the search warrant that was executed on his home and his office. So over the next few days, I'm going to keep my eye on this, and if we get some new information, or if it's unsealed, obviously, I'll get it added to the catalog right away. But that's going to do it for this one. All of the information that goes with the episode can be found in the description box.